0: Welcome to another episode of the Alias Forensics Secure AF podcast, the podcast about all things information security. I'm your host, Teddy Underkoffler. Welcome, everyone. Thank you all so much for joining us. Today, we have the AF crew as well as a special guy named Bonus. Um, so today we're just going to kind of speak about a variety of different things we have going on, you know, hackers, secure pros. So I'll just kind of let the floor be open. Whoever wants to begin can begin.
1: Man, you know, I would like to jump in here and just say, like, uh, we're actually working on some pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. Um, so for the uh, we got setcon coming up and I'd like to kind of highlight what we're doing for that. Um, I personally am doing like a uh, uh, kind of hacking session about like uh let's say elite credentials and how we can do in a way we can gather from that and that's been pretty amazing um going to be super cool we got a lot of lock picking stuff coming up and we have a super guest coming up uh, uh the, the reach what we're doing is going to be actually super impactful for oklahoma i feel like there's not a lot of uh avenue for who can do uh what we're doing today and and the goal of this whole conference was to uh Actually, get like who and what is actually taking care of uh, Oklahoma for security and forensics. We're trying to we're trying to bridge that gap. Uh, that's kind of the goal. And we appreciate all the speakers. We have so many topics, and I just kind of want to do a shout out for that. Not only for like them, but like for me. Um, I do this. Uh, you guys know me as as uh, Donovan, uh, alias forensics, as as a passion and what I'd love to do. We're going to talk a little bit incident response, but mostly about Uh, penetration testing and how we collect data how we do like um, we got some operations going on we're doing like some deep fake stuff with my man over here and we have some port ada we're going to talk about that stuff we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff we're doing for r&d for the for the actually i mean the world but also oklahoma how we can make oklahoma an industry standard for security and forensics so i appreciate you guys uh joining us on the podcast we we Appreciate your ears and your time uh, today. We're going to talk about not for a sales perspective, but also like what are we learning? What are we learning from uh, from the internet and how um, IoT stuff has been super exposed today? It's kind of an open forum. So again, thank you for joining us today. Again, uh, I'm Donovan Fair with Alias Forensics. Um, first, I like, like to point out like my speak at uh, SecCon uh, S3. Incon, like we're trying to be it was the only domain that was available you're appreciated thank you so much yeah. um and anyway so like what we're trying to do is like like build something i'm gonna do, talk about penetration testing like what that means what that is a lot of people just run Nessus scans and like They find some bulls, and that's not important. What we try to do is actually make it realistic. Like if we can do a vulnerability scan without undetected, whether we use an NMAP or or the other um, bones, we kind of run that against the machine, and we can get that vulnerability. Secondly, we can also do an exploit and actually gain access to that machine with its root or whatever, you know, domain admin. That's kind of what we're talking about. I really appreciate everyone kind of being there. We can coach you through on how that works because I think a lot of people are uneducated on that topic. Um, I like to think that we're an industry leader in this topic, but, like, like, if you guys need some help, we can help you. We're not – I mean, we do sell, but, like, that's – our goal is to make sure that Oklahoma is the most secure. We have customer data. We have, we have Oklahoma private data that we're working on to try and secure. We're, we're alerting all kinds of victims to what's going on. So, um, again, I, I, for my spe- speech specifically, I'm going to talk about pen testing, how it works, and uh, threat analysis – intelligence gathering and how we actually exploit computers Um, and we kind of do a walkthrough for that so anyone that wants to join with that obviously that's like i'm going to tell you straight up like no one can film that that's all off camera because that doesn't mean public access but like that's what we're doing like we're trying to set an industry standard for security and to help secure oklahoma property and all you know driver's license social securities that's what kind of what we're doing today Um, i'm actually going to pass it to i'm throwing the bus jeff And kind of what he's working on and what he's doing, some R&D of the product that we're producing for for actually just the public. So um, kind of what he's working on and how he's been able to um, uh, gray hat uh, exploit from an Internet perspective, just what's available and how we've kind of able to correlate that. Okay.
2: Awesome. So uh, what Donovan's talking about is basically when you get assigned an IP address, um, you fall into a certain range um, called the CIDR range. And basically, we can scan that range of IP addresses for open ports, which are basically like they're advertising that a service exists on a port. Um, so basically, our research uh, recently has been a lot of writing scripts to basically parse these URLs and access the ports and then pull just a little bit of data to make actionable events um, to be able to uh, basically exploit these devices that are exposed and configured incorrectly. So I'm, I'm going to stop you
3: there. What's the legality of port scanning, so Donnie? Me, please a pine okay, on that. So,
1: so port scanning, uh, port scanning is not a crime. Let me go and throw that out there. So, so the le- legality of this is if you have something exposed to the internet, if it is exposed to the internet, it is actually free use. It's it's if if. It's if you had a uh, a sign outside your front lawn and said, hey, come own me. Uh, that's public access. That's called public view. And there is no lea- le- legality behind that because you have exposed that to the public and it is of a-, a public view. If you have something behind a password or encryption, that would be outside of law. But just people connecting the Internet, that is within law because they are, quote, unquote, Journing throughout the internet, and that is public access. Okay. Journey, a good example. Wait,
3: wait. You said "quote unquote" journey. That, that is a that is a legal word.
1: That that may or may not be a uh, legal word, but that's my word. I would say someone who is uh, so I think the sniffing was the was the term. There was a there was a case back in I think 2004. They did the uh, uh, sniffing. Poor sniffing is not a crime. A dude actually got he was doing he was doing a pen test and he actually sniffed some other corporate network and he found out some vulnerabilities and they tried to bring him to court. But what what they ruled on was that if it is connected to the internet and it is not protected. Therefore, it is in public view, as if uh, someone committed a crime, you can't say, don't film me, because it is in public view, and that's the uh, court's authority on that. It's it's actually kind of crazy, but that's the world we live in today. Internet, anyone you access to the Internet, like people can remote into your environment, that has no credentials, that is public view, and they can access that without... without yeah. uh, any court so, remediation
3: so anyway jeff what you're doing is not a crime
1: yeah what i'm doing is not a <laughs> is, is not a
3: crime it's <laughs> not a crime no.
2: it's basically it's basically just like it, it's kind of like uh, I, i'm just i'm just able to see what everybody else is advertising it's not like i'm going out and i'm making people or making computers react a certain <laughs> way it's just i'm saying hey computer what are you advertising that's available to me and so it's like if the computer responds and tells me, "Hey, this service is available," why wouldn't I engage with that service?
1: Absolutely, and that's kind of what it's about. So, so people don't understand security. So, security is um, you have you have an internet, you uh, some type of device that you hook up to the internet, and like what am I available to? And you broadcast what's called ports, and like ports, I like to interpret as doors to your house, right? So you have uh, what is it like eighty what eighty six thousand ports. I'm, I'm kind of guessing here 65,000. Thank you. TCP that's a bonus or, right here. or UDP. My man, uh, UDP <laughs> or or TCP and and that's what you have available to the internet and people can knock on those doors and shake those handles and if it's open then it's open. If you did not secure that that's not outside the bounds of that. If they go in and start manipulating data on top of your device then it is a legal issue. Yeah. But at that point um, it'd, be, it'd be tough to kind of gamble.
2: Don't they call that unauthorized access of computer be, devices? That, would be, that <laughs> yeah. would be considered unauthorized access.
1: Yeah. And that's what, that's what hackers do. So, so what we do is at Alias Forensics, we try to help secure that. So we do kind of do a basic scan and help protect those companies from unauthorized access. Yeah, but we
2: also do a basic scan, but we're more thorough in interpreting the scan results and then actually like providing actionable data because anybody can run, anybody can download or pay for software and then get results. But in terms of someone interpreting that data and making something that's actually useful for you, it's like nobody ever, ever, ever does that compared to what we offer.
4: Yeah. And, you know, when it comes to running different scans with tools and people portray that as like actually doing a pen test, I mean, they're not really doing that because they're not taken to a account if this vulnerability is actually exploitable or not and you know a big thing with that is the vulnerabilities like their rating for criticality they don't take into account the probability of that actually happening and a
2: good example would be if we're scanning something that tells us like a good example is if an exploit that we find gives us a password but we can't utilize that password with anything how severe is that vulnerability we found it's not that severe just because we found a password that's unapplicable
4: yeah, it shouldn't be a critical finding. Oh my gosh, you got to right. fix this right now! If it's you know not something that's going to happen one out of ten thousand times. Correct.
2: The most companies will send you that report, make everybody run around with the chickens with their head cut off, and then you think something's wrong, but really it's not.
4: Yeah, not nearly as big of a deal as. A, and you find that with a lot of financial audit firms, I think that do penetration testing, just because they don't understand the computer side, the cybersecurity right. side right.
1: of it right and even i would just kind of throw in that like so a lot of uh cyber firms uh whether that be you know uh, uh different companies they they, they they run vulnerability scans and that does not mean uh actual vulnerability what they miss is the actual exploit like okay i saw you got the false positive could you exploit and the answer is they just feed that to a client and that's that's um disingenuous at best because they didn't actually test that and that causes a lot of um, I would say disconnect between them and the client.
2: Right. Anybody can observe a foreign language, but it takes a translator to tell you what that
1: observation actually means. Yeah, right on. And, and I'll be kind of like, you know, kind of like. Uh, so, so bonus is our our special guest here tonight. Hey, he's our bonus.
4: He's
1: bonus, our bonus, bonus guest. Hey, it's blue team's
4: finest. Yeah, bonus. blue team's finest. Like, yeah. <laughs>
1: so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta use the inside scoop. So I, I called bonus. His name is bonus because who doesn't like a bonus, right? Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> so so bonus is gonna talk. Hey man, what, what's going on? Like like, what's the most security security? Security concerns and kind of what you got, what you've seen. Man, it's always
3: users though. It's all users are always the biggest problem, and you can't really coax them into behaving a certain way because then you just be strong arming them into behavior, and nobody likes to get flexed on, right? (laughs) Right? So, so, so we're in the background. What you're into? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No. We're not going to BDSM on this shit. I got you. I got you. (laughs) No. So I mean, so we try to hover in that. Background realm and do things without, you know, interacting with too many people. You know, trying to be the most yeah. effective and efficient as possible. Um, so, you know, Jeff talked about, uh, you know, scanning and probing, and you know, from the blue team side, it's trying to detect that and prevent it. Um, and so, really, it just comes down to, you know, it's just security is data. I think at this point, and the more time, you know, the more data you can get your hands on, the more you can analyze and you can start to develop. Uh, you know what's quote-unquote normal behavior versus what's you know anomalous. Uh, you start identifying those anomalies. Um, usually, it's unusual, but then again not to say somebody doesn't have a foothold on your network for two years and that is now the yep. new normal yep,
1: <laughs> right so 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 um, you say i mean you're talking about some cnc right there but also yeah. what's the big concern from cnc and also like what's the biggest attack vector from like um a you know a human aspect yeah of human, so like, human, i like about that
3: so the hardest thing that i would say is when people use common devices between personal and corporate use so you will check personal items yet you translate that over in the corporate world so yes we have mdm we have other things but we lose data and intel through personal measures that are then you know uh, criminalized against you in corporate measures yeah um but yeah we we just see that everybody's uh you know everybody's a target um you know nobody's uh ever safe from attack um so you just got to take your basic common measures uh, and fundamentals um put in place so uh you know you can sleep better at night that's what everybody really wants
1: yeah absolutely and i would kind of like kind of pivot to that and i'm kind of Mm -hmm. guiding this but like you know kind of what we're doing we're trying to educate you know the masses and what we got going on we got human element we got uh you know scanning element we have scanning is not a crime that's like a whole other (laughs) legal thing Mm -hmm. uh so teddy can you kind of tell us like encapsulate like what's going on what what is your mission what are you trying to achieve? Like, like, what is the goal of this entire um, group uh, we got coming on? We have some great guests. Can you kind of give us a rundown because we're really excited about it and we want to hear kind of what you've planned. And, and bless you, Teddy, she's done it all by herself. She's, she's, <laughs> she's a marketing ninja. Tell us about it, Teddy. Go.
0: Yeah, so the whole concept of SetCon is, uh, so historically I've done marketing but not in the InfoSec community. And I've been with Alias for less than a year, but, in my time here, though, I've noticed that there's kind of a distinct lack of a um, organization or presence of Infosec in OKc. You know there's a conference in the fall, but then in the spring there's a conference in Tulsa, but then there's nothing really in OKC. you know there's a few um, smaller disconjointed organizations that have monthly meetings, which is fine. But most of the time, it's nothing you know, far-reaching that really doesn't give such a scale to have as much information as I was really looking for. Um, so I was really interested in trying to put together a conference that is all-encompassing in OKC. Um, so you bring in as many professionals as possible to discuss, you know, in depth their, whatever their expertise. So if their expertise is hacking, then they can go into that. They can go into the social engineering. They can go into, you know, I think we have one person talking about PowerShell. We have some people talking about red teaming. We have huge variety of topics. I really just wanted to kind of build something for OKC to move forward. So this year, obviously, Alias is kind of—I'm kind of the one putting it on. Um, mm-hmm. But the goal in the future, all teddy. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but all day killing yeah. it
4: too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the goal is not to be just me killing it in the future. I want to have myself representing Alias. I want to have other people from other InfoSec companies representing their company. I want to build. Like a committee, I hate the word committee, but I want to build a group of people that is dedicated to putting on, you know, the best conference in Oklahoma City, all about information security. And then at that point, once we've done that, then why limit it to OKC? It'll you be know. hard to beat us. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs>
4: this one's gonna be pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so,
1: so, so, and, and, and kind of encapsulate that. You know, so like, like what we're trying to do is like encapsulate blue team, red team, purple team, because we 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 want we want to get the whole group, because what we realize is, is is there's a huge education gap for mm-hmm. the masses. And it's not for just engineers and security analysts. It's like for the masses. Because we want everybody. to educate everybody. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and honestly Teddy has, has identified that gap. She has identified the market. And and it's not for I mean, sure, wait we, we you know for the business, but like people don't understand that you're selling your data. You don't understand that you're like you've been <laughs> I mean people are laughing, but like for like like people like, like you have been manipulated and sold your data. Anything that's digital has probably been owned and we are trying to do our best to secure that through education, um, security, and also implementation. So, uh, hats off to Teddy.
0: And so, with that, you know, there's obviously, like, I'm not going to know as much as Donovan knows about information security. Obviously... So what we're doing with SecCon is we're having kind of a variety of expertise levels. So there's going to be the low level for presentations for people like myself, who it's going to be kind of base level, you know, here's the vibe of InfoSec. It's like the, the diving board where at that point you're on the board and you're ready to dive in. Yeah. Um, so then we're going to have like the deeper levels. We're going to have, you know, the eight foot pool and then we're going to have like the 20 foot pool. Yeah. Right. So...
4: Well, and, you know, to that about just the variety of the speakers and the, the depth in which a lot of the presentations are going or staying high level on, it's it's really cool to see all the different industries that the InfoSec professionals are going to be representing. I think it's going to be great, and to that point that anybody can come off the street and come mm-hmm. into the conference and learn something and find something that's going to be beneficial. you're not just your eyes aren't going to be glazed over, you're lost, you don't know what the heck's going on. You yeah know, th- th- there's gonna be something for everybody regardless of how much exposure right. they have to that sort of stuff. And
2: if you don't see like it, every single business that pretty much processes money or or processes transactions is going to need some type of security analysis, because you may think like, "Hey, I run an art supply shop. Why would I need a security guy to run my analysis?" You know, but at the end of the day, if you have. Uh Uh, computers that are exposed to the internet, there's some way that somebody can take advantage of those computers and that data that's possibly exposed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I know that's one thing for myself. Like, the past jobs I've worked, like, now that I look back at it, the way we handled the data, it was atrocious. Like, I mean, we had private information on Google spreadsheets, atrocious, like, on the Google Drive. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, like, coming from that, like, it's just startling to realize, like, it was perfectly normal. Like, that's just what we did. Did, yeah, you, you don't know, know your data is useful easy. yeah it was convenient for us Absolutely. at the yeah, time so
1: convenience is not security and that's yeah, and that, that's no, no, where we live not in. at Absolutely. all we're, yeah yep. that, that, that's <laughs> what we were talking about earlier is is if you have something available that's super easy and we had a good time but it, there's no security behind it and that that's kind of the IT thought as if i can make it connect it's super easy. Everyone has a good time, but there's typically no security behind that. So, yeah. a lot right. of these
2: devices too, like in my scans, when I've been basically scanning for a port that's common to Internet of Things devices, um, yeah, there, there's there's just uh, a lot of times you'll put a device on the internet or on your network, and it will utilize what's called UPNP, which is Universal Plug and Play. So that device will open itself up to the network, external network, without your knowledge of it, if that, if that is enabled. So it's like you may not realize that the new DVR system that you've gotten for your business or your home, that's now exposed to the internet because of a feature that someone has provided that you are not aware of. So it's just, it's important to scan all of your devices and make sure that you know what information is available to the public and what's not.
1: Yeah. And I would kind of like kind of t- kick back, you know, to, to, to bonus. So he works in a corporate environment so so what so can we talk about humans but like well, what's the next step like you have well humans, of course but no but what's going on we talked about yeah industry. you industry you, standard
3: well there's a trade-off you you just mentioned it and and yeah. i can summarize it you know very very simply it's convenience versus security um it's all willing what you're you know what you're willing to tolerate and it's all risk-based um, so for your home, you've got your ring doorbell and, you know, they sell your personal data through everything. You know, it's, it's, it's public, it's exposable, but it's convenient, right? You like it. When it comes to, let's say, your your banking and financial data, you don't want that to be too convenient because you need the security. So you're, you're willing to go through a few extra measures. Um, and so I think our society is starting to try to find the compromise of where convenience versus security lies and and what our trade-offs are
2: and some people don't care even they say well for the convenience i don't care what anybody knows just let my data be out there because i like what the convenience provides
3: yeah and and that's the whole value proposition of you know when i look at products i look at that specifically you know i know i'm I'm paying, you know, a price for the convenience because I lose some security benefit to the item. Yeah. Um But most people don't think that mindset. They don't know how to think in that mindset when looking at a service
2: or a product. You know? Right. Yep.
3: Yeah, yeah. So so you ask, you know, what's what's going on in the business world. I think um, maybe that executives and uh, you know, management's starting to evaluate Kind of those staple statements that you know we accept this level of risk, but yeah, I know I got to put this kind of budget into it also. Yeah. Um, so you know, you've you've got these environments like you said they've got nothing right because they put no dollars into it. They've never declared what they want to do.
4: Yeah, and you know those same groups are the ones that are going. It- are, are totally fine with the rapid innovation and the mm-hmm. amazing things that we've been able to do in technology mm-hmm. in the last 10, 15, 20 mm-hmm. years, but they're not investing in the controls around them. And that's mm-hmm. man, and that, that's why we're in the predicament that we are this day.
3: Right, right. Um, but yeah, to the, to the public world, um, like I said, we talked about Ring, right? Everybody likes it because what does it do? It, it allows you to look at something from anywhere. Um, so you, you have that sense of security. A lot of people will also pay for that sense of security versus the actual security that it provides. And one thing I've heard about ring is
2: like you pay for a, a degree or a view of your door, but you give the corporate world a 360 degree view of your house. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. Everything that goes oh, on. it. What, what, what a, a really good, good point! Good way to I was <laughs> right. so yeah. I mean, it's true because if you think about it, if it's yeah. paying us, honestly, for that, <laughs> yeah. <for> that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's a pretty crazy. Huh? Like you give them the view to your Fedora, yeah, and then they get the rest of the view, three sixty. It's a yeah. Mm. yeah, It's it's important too to look at the terms of service because a lot of these place, a lot of these services that we engage with. Their terms of service, things like that, that violate our privacy, are buried so deep that it's like we get lazy and say, "Okay, I just want to use the service. I'm going to accept the terms." Well, but, no, they, yeah. they
3: do what they call they transfer that risk, right? Yeah. They don't want to they don't want it on them. They know they're not IT experts. I can't buy a, a physical camera module and tie it to my Pi, and I can't. You know, expose a port on the internet because some dude named Jeff's gonna troll me and find it, right? <laughs> Jeff
1: trolling. <laughs> <Yeah, So, laughs> yeah, so we'll Time that what, so, what's your so, port, bro. Yeah, One three three seven. Oh, he's the lead. He's the leadest. I need I need eighty eighty and thirty three
2: eighty
1: nine. Oh yeah, thirty three eighty nine. Four forty
2: five and one thirty nine. Please
3: disable all that ports. Jeff's coming in. Yeah, exactly. But but no. So since since people don't like us, you know, we're we're straight up nerds, right? We know we know how to do it. It, but a lot for of, bro yeah yeah <laughs> all day yeah so so other people you know you think um the same people that you you get called from family and you got to go fix their computer these are the same people that got ring and think that they're like so cool in the tech exactly, world right man. it's so cool just letting everybody yeah. watch on, their neighborhood oh
4: i got it <laughs> yeah. after that bro
1: that's, that's
4: so they can watch you know? yeah right yeah but you know talking about that sense of security and you're like okay you you can buy XYZ product and you're like, okay, it's awesome. Right. We're, we're secure. Now the lights blinking, it's flashing, it's working. But if you're not taking the time to make sure that it was installed properly, I mean, Jeff to the scanning and stuff that you're looking for. I mean, you've been able to find so many devices that just have default passwords and get onto
2: that. that, It's like, I don't have, so like I said about the address ranges, I don't have time to manually scan each device. But if there's like a computerized or a logical way that I can get information about a device automatically from a large list of devices, that just takes away, it cuts away the time that I have to invest in finding an exploit. So it's just, at the end of well, the day, so
3: let's say in that approach, you say I don't care who my target is, right? I don't care. Yeah, I'm just finding just the easiest. In. I want the easiest.
2: I want to control their traffic. Is what i want to do. Yeah. Well, right,
3: but you're looking for the easiest way in. Correct. It's correct. Yeah. Low hanging fruit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Basically, someone that doesn't change the password from the user manual. Admin why admin. would you? Yeah. Why would exactly. you do that? <laughs> yeah. admin, password
4: admin, one two, admin two three. three. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> that's
2: like <laughs> if I'm gonna if I'm if I'm if we're being paid to do an engagement and I'm testing a default login those are the ones that I'm going to be utilizing as admin, admin1234password, yep. password1. It's like, why wouldn't I? So it's like if you, again, UPnP plus default passwords is a recipe for disaster because you could have a firewall, plug in this new device, and all of a sudden it's opened itself up to the internet, yep. and because you haven't changed the password, boom, now someone can redirect your traffic somehow. It's just, it's it's there's a lot of risks out there, and it's important to get ahead of those risks.
4: Yeah. Well, and, you know, I think that that same, that same dilemma is, what's fueling this ransomware epidemic that we're having. Oh, my gosh, the, everybody's getting crypto locker all over everything. It's because, it, you know, I've seen it where clients will go out and just buy the best endpoint protection antivirus software that they can find, but they... The person who sells it to them and installs it doesn't take the time to walk them through it, and they're not doing the checks and balances of the provider of making sure that it's configured. Correctly you know, I'll, I'll, I'll echo that. Yeah. Are, so
3: you, you know, see you know, a ton of security products installed, and nobody's maintaining them. What yeah, that's look that's them. what's the worst part about it. So like somebody wants to sleep better at night, so they buy something, right? But they put it in, and then it's it's, oh, it's that's it.
2: Right, But on top of that, even if you have the latest security stuff, I can still write or modify a cryptor that will get past the antivirus. Yeah. So if someone's targeting you specifically, you're not going to be able to get away from them. Just
1: know, I, will, I will triple down on that and say that we work for a client, bro. Like There's like three of them that, that installed, I'll say, Carbon Black. And what they had a vendor come in. They installed that. They, they introduced that stuff. And they never trained the default password. So what they did, they they they, they, they hacked in. They had a, a port a port open. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. So they had a port open. They, they 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 traversed in, and they they just. Disabled carbon black like from, from the admin console because they didn't change the default password. Right, the Right, click, right bro, click select, and, all. And, and, yeah, yeah, and select it, all. Yeah, bro, and select all, bro. It's <laughs> game over, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's funny, <laughs> I mean, but yeah. like, like no one, no one does that. Like, like no one considered. Like you said, that's like, hey, it's like it's a people have a, a misconception. Like, like hey man, like uh, antivirus, like or you know, carbon black or uh, silence or. Kapersky and all these other like products bro like bro like if you don't change the admin password it doesn't matter. Like it's the security of setting it up yeah. and the security of like taking care of because People come in like you me and, and everyone doing penetration testing legally by the way yes. for for a contract statement of work you know we come in we're like like hey we know the default password and we'll just di- disable that and we'll kind of brute force your network yeah, and that's not just uh, that, that that that's that's the world bro like that's not that's like Russia that's China and I, I will say that generically but like that's who's breaking in it's not it's not like super sophisticated. just update your stuff because if you had a if you had a password that was admin admin and you changed to admin like admin one, two, three four five six, seven eight, uh, I went to the store yesterday and Had a had a breakfast lunch like that's a long password. <laughs> it would take cement to break it, but like I'm saying like like no one tries. It. we just need a little bit of effort and that's how we actually secure companies right and you
2: think that maybe like, oh, I have a webcam that's on my like you may not realize, but a device can be used to pivot to other devices in your network. So even if you have Maybe a Maybe somebody's
3: really proud of their webcam.
2: I mean,
1: it's, it's That's a 4K, That's a 4K webcam, bro. Dude, I want it. They
2: exposure. should go on YouTube. Instead of exposing a port, they should go on YouTube. That'd be a little bit more easy to mm. have exposure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But that's what I was saying. Like, like people think about security the way that we do obviously we're in business. We we run that stuff. But like, like uh, people understand have to understand. Like, like this is what this this is the reality that we've created. We live in internet. We live in IP. We live in in access. We live in
4: convenience. We have to protect ourselves. Right. Have to. Yeah, if, you, if you're not going to take that responsibility, nobody else is going to do it. And a lot them. of people don't
2: even know what it is they need to protect. So it's like you don't really realize how exposed you are until someone says, look, here's an inventory of what devices you have. Exactly. Yep. It's hard to yeah. get that perspective. Yeah,
0: because when you're a consumer and you're going to Best Buy to pick up like a ring or whatever… I- I mean, your sales guy is not going to tell you all of the uh, vulnerabilities that are right. available for it. You right. know, they're so going to just try and sell it. <laughs> yeah. what about you, what He's about, thinking yeah. about that about commission like and that Tesla, that, and like that, yeah. that new yeah. little yachty CD <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: so, so like whether we buy a Tesla, it's, it's, it's a QEF, right. bro,
1: yeah. right? It's a Yeah. But kind of, you know, kind of winding down, like, you know, what we realize is, you know, kind of encapsulating, I'll take this piece, is you know our group we're trying to help sure that the the community is concerned or at least is notified about the security uh, concepts that exist and what we're doing for the community and how we're trying to grow and how we're trying to build like you know a new industry and what we're doing for today um so again i'm kind of turning this down like i appreciate you guys <laughs> and just realizing like what we're doing for the community and how we're building Oklahoma to be a more secure state than any other state. I would challenge anybody. I'd love for you guys to make a phone call to me. Let's go. Uh, Donovan Farrell call me in, but like, like for like, let's, let's do it. Like I'm ready to make America a stronger, more cyber security information security uh, program for the United States. So we're kind of Dallas down. Teddy, do we miss anything? Kind of Dallas?
0: No, I think you guys pretty much covered it. Um, if you have anything else you want to add now is the time
2: yeah i would say if you have like there's no kind of questions or inquiries in information security that are stupid or kind of outside of the bounds. so if you have any kind of inquiries or think that maybe like oh nobody would look at this definitely hit us up because we yeah. like weird interesting stuff and we can handle more than people will probably think we can
4: yeah and you know information sharing like it's the backbone of this industry and that's why it's so vital and so important to reach out and put what you know out there like right. you shouldn't try and keep that stuff close to the chest
3: yeah so one philosophy is that uh securing yourself is a societal gain so there's really no competitive advantage It, it just everybody gets healthier right. yeah. and and so that's what you want
2: right the only people that that disadvantage from that are people that want to control you so
1: yeah Great. Absolutely. No, absolutely yeah 100 percent yep
0: Well, awesome. Thank you all for joining me. Thank you, AF team. Thank you, bonus. (laughs) Thank you, bonus. Yeah.
1: Bonus. (laughs) Who doesn't like a bonus, right? You're welcome. A bonus check.
0: (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of the Secure AF podcast. Be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Hope you join us next time.